Hello, all you literary luminaries and budget-bound bibliophiles. It's your friendly neighborhood writing consultant, Ray Evans, here. And welcome back to another episode of the Pen to Profit podcast, Fiction Writing Tips. Today, we're diving into the abyss of marketing without emptying your wallet, something that's trickier than fitting war and peace into a single Twitter post. Today's episode is titled, Four Ways to Market Your Book Without Breaking the Bank. And we're going to talk about cost-effective marketing techniques for authors who want to get more sales without spending a lot of money in the process. Welcome to the Pin to Profit Podcast. This show is the fiction author's one-stop shop for all things writing, from pinning captivating prose to the nitty-gritty of grammar, to tips, tricks, and insider advice on marketing to turn your passion for writing into cold, hard cash. Because the only thing better than writing the next great American novel is making a fortune doing it. Am I right? With our guidance, you'll be raking in book sales faster than a cheetah on roller skates chasing a squirrel with a winning lottery ticket. So grab a cup of coffee and let's get ready to go on a rollicking ride into the realm of riding riches because the Pin to Profit podcast starts now. First up, social media. Remember, folks, Twitter or X as it's now known, but I'll be calling it Twitter for the duration of the episode. And Facebook aren't just for arguing about pineapple on pizza. Start engaging with fellow authors and readers. Find your voice. Social media isn't a library. You're allowed to be a little loud. Make your content represent you. Got a funny bone? Then you should crack jokes. Have insights on life, writing, or the human condition. Share them. Just don't turn into a door-to-door salesperson by constantly posting links to your book's sales page and asking people to buy. Nobody likes those. Content mix. Think of your social media as a lavish dinner party. If you only serve one dish, guests will flee to the nearest takeout joint. Mix up your content. Here are some ideas to get you started. Behind the scenes. Share your writing process, workspace, or your cat sitting on your keyboard. Everyone loves a keyboard cat. Book snippets. Tease them with your writing, but don't give away the farm. Engage with questions. Ask them about their favorite characters, books, or whether they believe in aliens. It sparks conversations and connections. Share other people's content. Don't be a content narcissist. Share articles, videos, or posts you find interesting. Frequency of posting. This isn't a sprint. It's a marathon. Posting 20 times a day will burn you out faster than a candle in a tornado. Here's a sensible cadence. On Twitter, post three to five times a day. It's like the stock exchange floor. Things move fast. For Facebook and Instagram, post once a day or every other day. Don't overstay your welcome. And on LinkedIn, if you're on it, post two to three times a week. It's the corporate cousin of the social media family. Use visuals. A picture is worth a thousand words, or in Twitter's case, 280 characters. Use images, memes, or videos. Make it colorful, but keep it classy. Nobody wants to see your collection of antique spoons unless you wrote a thriller about them. Number two, newsletters. Newsletters are like the social media platform's older, more sophisticated sibling. Now, some might think newsletters went out of style, along with powdered wigs, pocket watches, and tie-dyed shirts. But I'm here to tell you they're alive and well and still sending vibes to your inbox. Build a connection. Newsletters are like personal letters to your reader, minus the fancy cursive handwriting. 
You're reaching out to people who already dig your work. It's the after party for the cool kids. Send them content that captures interest. You're an author, so get authoring. This isn't the place for a dry recitation of your daily schedule unless you're fighting crime by night. Include things such as use your newsletter for updates and teasers. Keep your readers informed about upcoming releases and give them sneak peeks. Exclusive content, whether it's a short story, a character profile, or that recipe for grandma's famous cookies that somehow ties into your plot. Make them feel special. Reader interaction, hold Q&As, contests, or ask for opinions on character names. Make it interactive, like those books where you could choose your own adventure. But less fatal, with a newsletter, consistency is key. This isn't a when I feel like it gig. You need a schedule, whether it's weekly, bi-weekly, or monthly, stick to it. No one likes to be stood up, even by a newsletter. Segmentation and personalization. Got readers from different planets like thriller lovers and romance enthusiasts? Segment your list and tailor your content to each group. Personalize it if you can. Everybody loves hearing their name, except maybe in a dark alley at three in the morning from a hooded figure carrying a scythe. And you gotta use calls to action. What do you want them to do? Buy a book, share a post, join a fan club, build a rocket? Tell them exactly what to do, but be nice about it. You should include at least one call to action in every email you send. Analytics. Newsletters come with stats. Open rates, click-through rates, favorite cookie recipes, etc. Analyze them to understand what's working and what you can improve because what gets measured gets managed. You don't have to be a numbers geek, just a curious author. If you've never done a newsletter before, I highly recommend you start yesterday. MailChimp is a good start. They have a robust free plan and it's very user-friendly. Click the link in the show notes to get sign up and get started with MailChimp today. Option number three, Goodreads. Goodreads is the watering hole of the bookish Sahara, a veritable oasis where readers and authors alike gather to talk shop, swap stories, and try to figure out why some books have covers that look like a bad Photoshop experiment. Goodreads is like that cool indie bookstore down the street, but it never closes and nobody cares if you stay all day. It's a place to be seen, to mingle, to share, and best of all, it's free. If you're an author on a budget, get ready to fall head over heels or pages over chapters, if you will. Sign up today, your readers await, and so does your burgeoning sales graph. Now that's a plot twist we can all get behind. It's basically a digital book club, but bigger, more democratic, and without the need to wear pants. It's a social network for book lovers. People review books, share recommendations, and form book clubs. It's like Facebook for bibliophiles, without the endless stream of pet and dinner pictures. Why should you care? Oh, only because it's a vast community of readers just waiting to discover you. It's like a treasure hunt, but you're the treasure. If that doesn't inflate your authorial ego, then I don't know what will. You can create an author page, which is like your digital throne. There you can post about your books, your events, and that time you wrote an entire chapter in rhyming couplets. Respond to reviews, politely please, answer questions, and join groups related to your genre. Be part of the conversation. Just don't be that guy who only talks about himself at the party. It's also good for giveaways and advertising. Goodreads offers promotional opportunities. You can do a book giveaway to generate buzz or advertise directly to your target audience. It's like shooting fish in a barrel, but more literary and less fishy smell. You can track your progress by setting up book goals and challenges, encourage your readers to do the same, and celebrate their victories. It's like hosting a virtual marathon, but without the sweat and chafing. Goodreads reviews can give your book credibility. Get those stars, and not just by staring longingly into the night sky. Low-cost marketing tip number four, blogging. 
In the world of self-publishing, where budgets are tighter than a new pair of jeans after Thanksgiving dinner, blogging is a delightful dance where you lead and readers follow. It's your platform, your microphone, and your cozy little corner of the internet where every word, metaphor, and hyperbolic statement is welcome. It's like your own personal printing press, but without the ink smudges and the giant terrifying machinery. You might be wondering, why should I blog? It's simple. Blogs make you accessible, like a pop song, but with more substance. It's a place where you can bear your soul, share your thoughts, or just tell the world about your cat's literary tastes. What should you blog about? The possibilities are as endless as a certain Russian novel written by Tolstoy. Share your writing process, your inspirations, your fears, your triumphs, your favorite type of coffee, or the reason you'll never use a semicolon again. If it matters to you, it matters to your readers. By regularly spilling your digital ink, you create a community of people interested in what you have to say. They'll come for your profound thoughts on the Oxford comma and stay for your books. Use your blog to network and connect with other authors. It's not just a monologue, it's a conversation. Engage with fellow authors, share ideas, commiserate over rejection letters, and celebrate each other's successes. It's like a support group, but with more adverbs. Your blog is a stage, and you're the star. Show off your unique voice, your wit, your charm, or your indefinable love for alliteration. You should promote your books, not in a buy my book, please, I'm begging you, kind of way, but more subtle. Tease upcoming releases, share excerpts, and even throw in some exclusive content for your blog readers. With the right keywords and engaging content, you could attract new readers from search engines. It's like setting up a signpost on the digital highway, except it's free and you don't need a ladder. So now that you have four surefire effective ways to market on the cheap, let's switch gears a little and talk about how to measure success without losing your mind. Put on your analytical caps because we're about to crunch some numbers. No, no, don't run away. I promise we'll make this fun. Who said that book marketing couldn't have the pizzazz of a Broadway show? You'll need to track your sales. Why track your sales? Because that which gets measured gets managed. You wouldn't take a road trip without a map, and tracking sales is like having GPS for your books. You need to know where you're going and how fast or slow that you're getting there. But don't just check your sales. Analyze them. What did you do that spiked sales on Tuesday? Was it that tweet or the blog post about your protagonist's love for tacos? Be a detective, a literary Sherlock Holmes. And check them on a regular basis, daily, weekly, monthly. Choose a rhythm that doesn't make you neurotic. Staring at the numbers every hour is like watching water boil, only less exciting. Use tools. There are dashboards, spreadsheets, and even apps designed to make this process easier. Trust technology. It's your friend. Your newsletter is your direct line to your readers, like calling a friend, but without the awkward small talk. You track it by monitoring open rates, click-through rates, and subscription growth. These aren't just numbers, they're signals like Morse code from your readers. Analyze those numbers after every newsletter, then adjust, refine, and improve. It's like trimming a bonsai tree, but less stressful. Vary up your email, send time, subject lines, and length of emails to see if any of these have an impact, but only change one variable at a time. If readers love a particular segment, give them more of it. Lastly, let's talk about adjusting your literary compass. The information we've covered today is not an exhaustive list, so you should always be open to experimenting with new marketing techniques. I bet that you'd get tired of it if you ate the same thing for breakfast every day. Your readers feel the same way. Spice up your marketing mix now and then. Try new social media platforms. Write in different genres. Host webinars. Think of it as tapas instead of a three-course meal. But also be sure to monitor your sales and engagement. Keep an eye on what works and what explodes in your face. 
Don't downplay collaboration and connection. You've heard the phrase, it takes a village to raise a child. Well, it takes a community to raise a book, too. So be sure to join writers' groups, collaborate on blogs, and maybe even co-author a book or a series. Play nice with others. It pays off. Collaborations are like adding spices. Too many and you'll overwhelm the dish. Too few and it's bland. But you want to build genuine relationships. Don't just use people like plot devices. Build connections and genuine friendships. They're your peers, not your pawns. In closing, marketing on a budget is not unlike trying to put together a jigsaw puzzle with mittens on. It's tricky, but not impossible. Till next time, this is Ray Evans signing off for the Pen to Profit podcast. And keep those pens moving, and I'll see you back here next week. Thanks for tuning in to the Pen to Profit podcast. If you've enjoyed hanging out with us today, swing by iTunes or your podcast app of choice and leave a rating and write a review. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button to get more of this grammar goulash delivered piping hot to your ear holes every week. And if you're looking for more tips, tricks, and free trainings that aren't available anywhere else, click the link in the show notes to join the Author Success Hub Facebook group. It's one part mastermind group and one part creative writing workshop. Except you can attend in your pajamas without judgment. Plus, you'll be mixing it up with fellow authors who are all about that writing and profiting life. Until next time, keep putting pen to paper and turning those pages to profit. Ciao.